We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Hi. Oh, Brother Coffee isn't saying hello because he's not here. It's just me. It's Sister Twaint, Latter Day Twaint. This is a podcast called Hot Drinks. I'm exhausted. Brother Coffee is depressed. He is not with us. I am not depressed today. I'm just tired. Um, but I am recording a special episode. We're going to call this episode Special Ep. And we are, I, I am going to be talking to a friend, a new friend, actually, who is a Nevermo, who has multiple questions about the Mormon church who is dating an exmo who has been on the pod sister virtue and she has not divulged much of anything we'll get into that in a minute first we're going to talk about the one coming and blowing i want to talk about First, we're going to talk about the one coming and blowing I want to talk about. And that is that the Oscars are coming up, and I have been trying to watch all the Best Picture nominations. And I recently watched Nightmare Alley. Look, if you decide to watch that because of Bradley Cooper's full full frontal, I've had one shot of tequila, so I'm a little tipsy. You blink and you miss it. So just keep your eyes peeled, please. It's the scene where he's going into Tony Collette's house to take a bath. And it's underwater. So that's it. That's all I wanted to tell you. Um, so... Oh, I forgot. I need, uh, Sister Virtue, I need you to cook my dinner, please. <laughs> I brought a frozen meal. And when I brought it, Sister Virtue said, do you want me to make this for you? And I said, wait till we start recording. And you said something like, but of course, or something like that. Um, okay, so while Sister Virtue is being domestic, she's looking at the back of the box with much concern and furrowed brow. I'm sure you just poke it and then put it in. Ooh. That's what they <laughs> um, we will start talking with my new friend who is Sister Virtue's person. Pronouns they, them. It's loud. Wait, what? It's loud. Oh, yeah, it's loud. You poke it and you put it in and it's loud. Um, and he, they shall be known on the pod heretofore as Sweet Emotion. 
our studio audience. All right, Sweet Emotion, tell me why we're using that name. So uh, in high school, my name was Eric Moore. Actually, it still is. And everyone <laughs> called me uh, variations of emo or emore or some shit. And then this one kid was like, yo, you should go by Sweet Emotion because uh, that's an Aerosmith song. Not relevant to my generation at all, really. <laughs> but here we are, and I needed a nickname, and God damn it, if Geography AP 20, 2009 didn't come straight back to me. Wow, yeah. 2009. Yeah, that was uh, sophomore year. How old junior? was your youngest child in 2009? Baby stats. Five. That makes me want to die. Just because your kids are so tall, that it's like, they must have always been big to me. Right, right. Just, or there's not kids. I don't even know what the reality of the podcast is. There's no, there's no reality. That's the reality. I have entered the Matrix. <laughs> you have. So you grew up, quote unquote, Catholic. Meaning, not really Catholic. Yeah, meaning like... <laughs> Meaning, uh, we went to church like once a year, maybe on Easter, maybe Christmas. My dad always would say, oh, I like the routine of it. But he would never talk about it with us. Like, he never forced anything on us. Oh, my God. My mom was, like, a little more uh, vocally, like, like would ask us about, like, what do you, what do you guys think about God? Or, or, like, do you think there's... But it wasn't, like, you should think this. It was just, she was, like... I'm vaguely spiritual. Like I, my like she grew up riding horses, and that's like enough for her. <laughs> but my town I grew up in was very, very Christian uh, reformed. I guess like we were like the weird ones in town for going to the one Catholic church when there were like forty three reformed churches in this town of ten thousand. You mean Protestant? Yes, Protestant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. And again, I'm. I went to church once a year. I'm gonna say everything wrong. <laughs> But I remember saying in a, some sort of class, like in high school, I said, I said, whatever, pastor or priest, I don't know. I said the Catholic one and everyone made fun of me because they were like, uh, it's, the, um, it's, the, it's it not like, that. And I was like, I eat gushers and I love cartoons. Like, I don't believe in God. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I tried to believe in God when my friend Michael, last name redacted. Like, got it, <laughs> smashed his face on a soccer goal. And it was caught on camera. And Diane Fum has the footage, and she still will not give it to me. I love that fun. you didn't redact her last name. Well, Diane Fum was my first kiss in seventh grade. It wasn't a good one. Give us happened. the footage, and we'll go back and edit this. We kissed at the church. St. <gasps> Mary's Catholic Church in Pella, Iowa. Okay. <laughs> And when you tried to believe in God, whenever that was. Yeah, it was my friend's face got smashed. When your face friends got smashed, you pictured him as how? I pictured God as Zordon from Power Rangers. (laughs) Now, that movie came out in 95, and I rewatched it for a solid 10 years. I don't know how, I don't know what your audience is. They might be too young for that. They might be too old for that. I don't know. Um, bitch! We got 21-year-olds that listen to this. I thought Lil Twain 
opted out like a year and a half. <laughs> Or you're lying. Oh, okay. Anyway. So. I am 29. Okay. Oh, you didn't need to share that. And uh, I was told I needed to share it. <laughs> Why did you say you didn't need to share that, Sister Virtue? Are you, do you, are you embarrassed that you're dating such an older man? Person. Older they them. Older they them. Um, NB. Well, I didn't share my age, so for all y'all know, I could be 37. I know. Well, this got real boring real fast. Okay, so tell us, before we get into the questions you have about Mormonism, about all the weird shit, and and I just want to testify, that looks terrible, this this meal I'm about to delve into looks awful. You guys have Village Inn out here? It looks like Village Inn. It does. You, the $7 VIB, how dare you? Okay, wait, so... (laughs) In the three or four days that you've been in town already, there have been things come up that Sister Virtue and I have been talking about, and you'll just kind of look around and be like, what? Yeah. There there was something about planets? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like Jesus and God have their own planets? Well, planet. Oh, they share it. It's called Kolob. (laughs) sweet emotions face was not sweet but it was emotion like collaboration no k-o-l-o-b and if you know battlestar galactica i unfortunately do not okay well then forget it um (laughs) tell us before we get into the mormonism questions tell us about the one time you went to confession I went to confession once in probably 2003 or so, uh, and I was very nervous to tell the pastor, father, priest. priest. I didn't even know my own whatever. Uh, clergy. He, uh, but I told him that I said the word ass, and I did. <laughs> and when I said the word ass, it was when I asked my mom if ass was a bad word. And she said yes, and that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> So I was like, not even like, it wasn't like, I was like, you're such an ass, Devin. Like, it was like. (laughs) Devin, last name redacted. Last name redacted. Yeah. Devin Dawson just got his PhD. Congrats. Oh. Clinical psychology. (laughs) Um, That means he's exempt from like having feelings about this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I was really, felt really bad about cursing and he's like, just say two Hail Marys and you're good. Oh my God. He said, you're good. I was like, <laughs> religion's not real. <laughs> this cannot be. I just don't understand like the the metrics of it. It doesn't. The metrics of it exactly. Yeah. Yes. So these are for morning. These are not to be taken now. They're talking this about is the pills. Last I'm drinking tonight. They're yes, discussing pills. I've been drinking very much lately. No, I. Now they're discussing drinking. It's the last. The last. They just the had a drink. So bad. Why do we do it? So you said that tomorrow you're not drinking. What What's up with that? Oh, no. I just haven't been drinking much lately. Oh. Hashtag healthy habits. Hashtag can't relate. <laughs> but we've had a... We've had an intense couple of days. Oh, man. And we found out we're pregnant. You better shut the fuck up. I'm so kidding. <laughs> I know you are, but... <laughs> Sorry. I feel like we got... This would be a good segue. All right. Part of your intense couple of days... 
and if you don't want to talk about this, Sister Virtue, please tell us, is that you went to meet Sister Virtue's family. Oh, Jesus Christ. I haven't told you about this. Yeah. <laughs> you know... Um, go for it. The interesting go thing about that go is, like, it. you know when you meet someone and they're like, hey, this is my name. What's your name? <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming to my house. Right. No, none of that. <laughs> I... Let me let me just clarify. If you don't remember, Sister Virtue's parents are Mormon. Very Mormon. And I don't know if they still live in this neighborhood. They live in the echelon of great society, which means North Salt Lake with all the prophets and whatever the fuck. The prophets. They're prophet. There's the fucking prophets, prophets and, and siblings and revelators in this neighborhood. Yeah. So... <laughs> They didn't. <laughs> they didn't really. We go in. A younger sibling is being very rude and being like, you can't hug me till I take my headphones off. And um, a parental figure in a maternal inclination is being like, is, is saying, you didn't tell me about this dietary restriction or timing. And, so welcoming. Yeah, and um, and fun did. Uh, or not ago. fun. Sister Virtue. <laughs> I don't have a name. <laughs> Keep going. Um, the one decent child is doing homework and is inaccessible to our aid. <laughs> decent child. The the dad who is like very clearly like a like, you know, a man's about to be a man when a man does man stuff, you know? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Doesn't turn around. Or say what's up or anything for 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah, did literally... Okay, sorry to interject humans. Uh, Sorry, gentle listeners. Gentle listeners. Uh, Literally, we walked in the room. Uh, uh, There's uh, someone uh, breaking into a car nearby. And as a person who had a car stolen three times in Salt Lake City in the span of three years, (laughs) I'm really loving this. We went off on a little tangent there. Sorry. Uh... (laughs) We were in the same room as this person, did not even turn around in his seat to look at you and say, hello, sorry, one second, I'm doing this thing. Your father. Yeah. Yeah. For like 20 or 30 minutes, did not even turn around to acknowledge you. What and then, a and then what did he say when he did acknowledge you? After I said, hi, are you going to say hi? He, uh... Gave me a big bear hug and he said, are you scared? And I said, I'm fine. Because I <laughs> truly was because I was like, this is the most embarrassing, childish thing I've ever seen. The vibe I think that he was trying to send off was like, you guys are lucky that I'm even going to eat dinner near you. Like, it felt like that. Like, I'm I'm doing so much by like... Didn't even eat at the table that we were eating at. What? Ate at the yeah. computer chair. We didn't sit down to, to dinner... This was it. We were comparing with a sibling of Sister Virtue earlier, and they and their partner sat down to like a dining table. We didn't. We were like split up, and we were at the island, and there's a computer chair, and there's a. It wasn't like a meet the family. Let's sit down. Let's look at each other. Oh. It was not a family. It was like no one. It was like the vibe was so weird. It was crazy. Thank you for validating me. <laughs> well. You popped by my house last night, the two of you, on your way back from that. It's weird, eating and 
talking on a podcast at the it's same time. It's almost like you've done this like 200 times. <laughs> season four, season five. Sorry, one moment. We need to shove this freaking egg thing down our throat. <laughs> um, and you walked in. I mean, you didn't even walk in. You had like one big toe over the threshold. Scolded your dog, Willow Woodruff for um, having a toy outside that she was not supposed to have outside. She knows the rules. Okay. And, uh, (laughs) but like scolded like, like, as if it was something more serious. (laughs) I mean, you were, okay, this is, to be fair, this is the person who... Witnessed this dog eat an entire stick of butter and was like, "Wow, that's endearing." So, I mean, I didn't witness it, but anyway, forget it, forget it, forget it. Anyway, and then I thought, "Oh, Willow really upset Sister Virtue, but everything's going to be fine in just a second. And then when you were done scolding Willow. You were still not fine. And it was because you had just left your parents' house. And you had this look on your face. um, Like, I'm not okay and I don't know what to do. Which I've seen on your face before. (laughs) And I said, how did it go? And you walked out of the room, then you walked back in, and then you walked out of the room, and then you walked back in, or something like that. And Sweet Emotion was just kind of standing in the middle of the kitchen. And after a couple of beats, like I'm waiting for somebody to say something, Sweet Emotion said, well, it didn't really go great. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so there's that story. So let's take a break. And the break's for us. Not for you. Yeah. Um, because they can pause at any time that they're listening. Um, but I'm going to have to stop the recording to take a little break. And then we're going to come back and get into some really weird Mormon shit with the Nevermo that we're going to call Sweet Emo Shun. You know what some of you are thinking right now? I wish I could chat with Coffee and Twaint. You're thinking, if only this episode was shorter and cost me money. Wait, what? But I got to choose the topic. Right. And it was a half hour exactly. Right. Well, that well, you can. Yeah, you can for just 50 American dollars. With our new PPIs. What's a PPI, you ask? It is not a personal priesthood interview. It's not. Although, if you want us to ask about your priesthood, we will. Yeah, we will. But, if you want us to talk to you like we're an elderly, white, creepy old man, we could do that. Gross. <laughs> but we will, if we, that's what you're paying will. for. But you can... It's not a sex thing, though. This makes it sound like it's a sex it's thing. It's not, unless you want it to be. I mean, we're trying... No, we're not... It can't be a sex thing. Well, I mean, thing. if you want to you talk, talk about, about sex. sex. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's the point fine. of it is you can book 30 minutes with us to talk to us about whatever you want. About drinking, about Mormonism, about leaving the church, about dating, about... Parenting. Uh, how to make a piece go sour. Whatever. 
I don't know how to make a pisco sour, but I would research it. I have no idea what you just said. A pisco is a South American liqueur. I would research it. So anyway, the link is in our Instagram. Right on our link tree. <clears throat> we we have two whole links up there. <laughs> and you get right in, and you pick a time, and you send us fifty bucks, and then we talk. That's it. Right into your ear hole. Bye. And we're back. We are microwaving yet again. We're making towers with medication and breeds ginger beer. Ginger beer extra. So, okay. <clears throat> Just off the top of your head, what is something that you have a question about? Uh, just go blurt, blurt it out. Don't think about it. Go. The tiers of heaven. How many are there? What's included in each tier? <laughs> What's just included in each tier? So, what's included in each tier? You get a, you get extra content, podcast content. Oh, you're not Free talking about the Patreon. To I buy direct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Mormons believe in this thing called the plan of salvation. And there are three degrees of glory. Meaning there is some light, some glory in each degree. The highest degree is where you get to live with Heavenly Father, which is how Mormons like to refer to God. Did Heavenly you know? Father. I didn't know that. Oh. When people say Heavenly Father... I I guess they say it in Catholic services that I've been to, but then any other context is usually like a joke, I feel like. <laughs> Don't we wish it was It is it is Heavenly Father. And sometimes when you get real Heavenly serious Father. Heavenly Big Daddy. It's <laughs> It's Father in Heaven. But Heavenly Father's the common phrase. Okay. So in the highest level of the celestial kingdom. Okay, oh, I must have confused you. The celestial kingdom is the highest tier of the heavens in the plan of salvation. The highest degree of glory. The best heaven you can get. Right. Now guess what? What's that? What? (laughs) (laughs) And how? Am I sitting on something wet? Might be my dog. So I'm just sitting on your dog and I don't know it. Um... Within the celestial kingdom, there are three levels. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is like a, like, this is like a, a standardized test. It's, yes, about MLMs. So, in the highest level of celestial kingdom is actually where you get to live with Heavenly Father day in and day out. Like, do you get to watch him take a shit? I don't know. Yeah, like, well, how much time do you want with him? Right, exactly. So, <clears throat> does he have a sense of humor? Because most Mormons I know don't. Um, so, but you can only be in the highest level of the celestial kingdom if you're married in the temple. And not everybody gets to get married there, right? Right. You have to be very worthy. A, to go into the temple. So worthy. And then... So there's worthiness questions that your bishop will ask you. 
privately. It, everyone has a bishop assigned to them? Yes. Okay. So every... And they get, like, the word from people, like, what your worthiness level. Right. So the bishop will say, um, okay, yeah, I think you're worthy to go to the temple, and now you're going to have the same questions asked to you by the stake president. So let me walk you through it. Every thanks for making it real loud. Thank you. So every oh, screw you. Every local congregation is called a ward. Did you know that? No, I think of hospitals and like World War II. As you and should. Do we? And one. So and one. To be and fair. One. TBF. So every ward has a bishop, and then eight to ten wards make up a stake. S-T-A-K-E. Like a, like a tree. Damn. Uh, what? Ward, branch, stake. But how does... Tree. Those... Okay, I don't know the tree thing. Okay, that's fine. Let's, let's, let's keep going. This isn't... This is not... This is not important to sweet emotion. So, okay... <clears throat> So then the stake president is over the stake, which consists of like seven, eight, nine, ten wards, mm -hmm. and asks you the same set of worthiness questions, which includes like, do you keep the law of chastity? Meaning, do you... Have you ever touched a tit? Meaning, do, do you not have premarital sex? Or if you're married, do you not have sex outside your marriage? Like, do you pay tithing? Wait, so, so, sorry, your bishop asks, he's, he's like, just to be sure you're, like, not doing this stuff. They check. <laughs> they must check ask in. you. Like, it's. They have to They ask have you. to ask these questions. And if you, so, yeah, they, if you don't, if it's not, I mean, like, is it all or nothing? What does your percentage have to be to pass? To pass? Yeah. If you are, let's say, if you are not keeping the law of chastity, like, if you are fooling around with someone other than your spouse or if you're not married and fooling around which is called fornication fornication you will not pass this we'll die. test we'll you down. you will not get to go to the temple wow. if you don't pay a full tithe that's where each leader decides where to fudge a little bit and a full tithe is 10 percent of your gross income oh you did tell me about those and that still blows my mind 10% of your gross income for the year. For the year. So every paycheck, you look at what your gross is, and you write out a tithing check for Free 10%. Free taxes. Yeah. Free taxes. I, okay. Not that people need to know this, but I live in California. Those bitches are taking more than 10% <clears throat> of my taxes just on, like, basic purchases. So, like, 10% on top of that means that members of the church only get to keep optimistically 75% of their income, regardless of how many children they have. Jesus Christ. So, okay, back to the levels of heaven. So, there are two levels below the top level of the celestial kingdom. This is so convoluted. Here, I'm going to draw a diagram. I feel, like, I feel like we can maybe take a shortcut because gentle listeners are going to know about this. Right, they are. Like, okay, but so, if you are temple-worthy but you are not part of a temple marriage, mm -hmm. you will be in the first or second level of the celestial kingdom. Sucks to suck, bitch. Are you stuck there forever? Uh-huh. 
Yes, Mormons believe that once you die, there's no progression. Wait, but didn't you say that somebody else can do Baptisms things for, for the you? Dead. Oh my God. Okay, please. Later chapter. Later Very chapter. Important. Baptisms okay. for the dead is a later thing. Next, after I finish explaining this. Mm-hmm. So Jesus also resides in the celestial kingdom. He can leave the celestial kingdom to visit people in the next one down, which is called the terrestrial kingdom. So the celestial kingdom is the glory of the sun. The terrestrial kingdom is the glory of the moon. The telestial kingdom, the third and least glory kingdom, (laughs) least glory kingdom is the glory of the stars. It's so fucking fucked up that they're like, the third level of literal heaven is discriminate. Like, it's embarrassing. So, if you end up in the third level of heaven, that's embarrassing. It's like, fuck, I'm in heaven, right, man? Right. So, when it comes to levels of glory, it's almost like it's irrelevant to Mormon parents. Because when their kids step out of line, any thought of their child potentially not going to the celestial kingdom and going to one of the lesser two, they might as well be in hell, which Mormons call outer darkness. Have you heard this? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. So outer darkness um, is, is where Satan lives. Jeffrey Dahmer, probably. Um <laughs> Where's the the outer characterization come from? Because it's outside of God or outside of it's just child? outside of any kind of uh, glory, it's beyond any hell. kind of light. I it's guess it's beyond hell. It's it, absolute nothing. It's awful. Just, do people and like are people who keeps track of what heaven you get into? Like, do people like people that are still alive when you die? No, God, because apparently He has the time. Yeah, no, no. There are no living human beings that track that. We just I almost expected them. To. Oh, I know exactly. We just know what it takes to be worthy of celestial of the celestial kingdom, and that is to be temple worthy. So, if you're worthy to go into the temple, you, in theory, are worthy to go to the celestial kingdom. If you walked out of the temple and got hit by a car and died. So do people talk about, like, are there discussions within Mormon families that are like, okay, well, he was really, like, set up for, like, the second best no. part of this thing, but then he, people, people that. It's, it's personal failure. If you don't make it to the celestial kingdom, it is granted 100% personal failure. Because they, they say that people that don't get to hear the word of God will get a second chance in heaven, but if they get to know the word of God in their lifetime and they fail to accept it, it's on them. So if And the word of God it, is the Mormon church. If they don't accept it in their mortality, they're damned forever. No questions asked. So are there people, I mean, I feel like this is an obvious question, but are there people who are like, they pretty much do everything right. They follow the rules of the Mormon church. They never, but they never hear God's voice because that's not real, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like they don't, and then they just are like, well, I guess I'm never good enough. And then they like kill themselves or they like 
do a bunch of other things to try to make themselves worthy. Oh, Ask me the question again. Are there people who are like very functional, like fulfilling all the laws of <clears throat> of Mormonism, and then they, but they do not ever like hear the word of God. Like they don't, they 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 are like you know what I try I pray and I just don't like nothing comes back to me. Like queer people, like they don't feel like a spiritual confirmation that yeah. they're on the right path. Yeah, I guess it's just like, because, and this is the part, I don't know, I, I've i never, like, you know, the, like, one time that I tried to pray, I, like, didn't hear anything back, and I'm like, well, this is probably partially because you've never tried this before, actually, and you don't believe this is real, but I just, there are, like, it feels like there are a lot of people in any religion that like some of them are like I actually talk to God like I fucking do it and some people are like well yeah I pray but I don't like God never calls me back you know like I don't know I guess like what is is, is there a lot of both of that in Mormonism or is that even like something that people discuss like whether they like actually feel like they had a conversation or like they like like their motivations okay. were directed by I I see what you're asking. Yes. So here's, uh, I'm going to answer your question in two parts. The first part is that Mormons don't believe necessarily, I guess in theory they might, but not necessarily that when they pray, they're going to hear God's voice. So if a Mormon is fervently praying for something that they need or want, and they're going to be looking for just a feeling that they call the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. which tells them yes or no, or just gives peace or calm. Mm-hmm. And if they don't feel that, that's when they start to question like, okay, did I pray wrong? Did I ask for the wrong thing? Should I not have? Am I not worthy of receiving this thing? Mm-hmm. And then, so then, Super part two, to answer your question, part two, the answer is yes, people really do struggle with worth. Perfect example being the LGBTQ community who, as children and adolescents, grow up praying for Heavenly Father to take their gay away or their desire to be um, male if they're born with a female birth assignment. And when that never happens, they do often attempt suicide or succeed. Often, often, often. So that's that's one of the more extreme cases. And when I say... 50%. 50% of... Children and teenagers that are not validated by their parents commit suicide. Like, whether successful or not, doesn't matter. 50% of transgender children try to take their own lives. And when I say extreme, I don't mean that it's rare. I just mean it's a more extreme case. It is common. 50% is, is more catastrophic than the ex-Mormon community versus Mormons of our generation. There are more transgender children willing to hurt themselves than there are ex-Mormons. Oh, wow. That's an interesting statistic. It is real, though. Wow. 
right? Huh, I hadn't heard that or Think thought about, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 50% of everyone total versus whatever amount is ex-Mormon, mm-hmm. 50%. Not only is like 50% not supported, 50% abused, 50% actively take their lives. Or attempt it. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least. Right. It's fucked up. Right. The point being, they want to not be alive. That's okay. So, Anyways, on a very light note. <laughs> so okay. So, um, what else do you want to know about tribes? Tribes. Yeah. Okay. This is the thing the other day that I could not believe because I only heard. Tribe. It sounded like a joke. Yeah. No, I thought you were joking because just because. Tribe is usually either very like I don't know like like in a contemporary sense like racist like in the oh, connotation yeah yeah or it's or it's discussed in history it's like an archaic term for but like I I did not think that was connected to Mormonism uh, whether or not you know I I don't know where the usage is derived from for Joseph, but it's probably not an ideal place. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, it's actually derived from the Old Testament. Uh, Patriarchal blessing, start with that. I don't want to start with that. I feel like it's a good precursor. My brain's already on a track. All right, keep on. Are you making Pop-Tarts? Yes, (laughs) Okay. So, um... The Old Testament refers to the 12 tribes of Israel, and they're all uh, began with the 12 sons of, of Jacob. So um, there's Ephraim, there's Manasseh, there's Levi, and then his other nine sons. <laughs> Very biblical. I'm Very sorry. biblical. And so the Mormons claim that they are sending out missionaries and trying to convert the world because as they convert, they are gathering the lost tribes of Israel. They have all been scattered to the wind. And so then when you become a member, you are entitled to get something that is called the patriarchal blessing. A patriarch gives you this blessing. And I'm not going to get into like what qualifies as a patriarch. You're basically called. You don't get to decide, I want to be a patriarch. You, someone else decides for you. And you give these blessings that give like insight into uh, your life and all, all the things that you have to contribute to building up the kingdom of God, etc., etc. And also tells you what tribe you come from. So, and, but... The way y'all were speaking the other day was like people in the same family are in different tribes. Yes. So That's my so my mother, um, in her patriarchal blessing, was told she's from the tribe of Benassa, but I'm from the tribe of Ephraim. Oh. Is it Ephraim? Ephraim's the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is something I didn't know. Sister Virtue told me that Manasseh was this, a the sinner. Sinner tribe. Manasseh, and please tell me if I'm wrong, gentle <laughs> listeners, but as far as I'm aware, Manasseh is like the sinner fell away from God tribe. 
And it's very, it's like people, like children of Ephraim that have not followed the word of God fall into Manasseh. Because like all my family is Ephraim and I am a child of eight children with three parents and I am Manasseh. So like, tell me what the fuck that means. I had never, I've never heard this before and I'm obsessed with it. So, and then you'll get your rare person who says, I'm from the tribe of Levi. Um, And then I was in college once when someone said to one of my professors, I went to BYU, um, oh, I have a friend who's from the tribe of Levi. And the professor was like, oh, is this person black? And I was like, wait, what? Just as a quick interjection. Uh, what year did God change his mind about people of color, question mark? Do you know about that? I was told this the other day, I believe it was 1978. Yes. Okay, but can we also talk about how in the Book of Mormon, there is literal scripture that says that the Lamanites, which are considered the African Americans, which is not our opponent, had red or brown skin because... They had sinned against God, and God cursed them with darker skin. I.e., people with darker skin have darker skin because they sinned against God. Actually, Mormons believe that the Lamanites are the Native Americans, not the African Americans. I'm sorry. I'm so racist. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, So anyway, Lamanites are a group of people from the Book of Mormon. Yeah, so racist. And Mormons teach that that's where Native Americans come from. Yeah. And also Hawaiians. But, like, skin color, Mormons literally believe that skin color was determined by, like, worthiness to God. Oh, it's it's all in the Book of Mormon. The Nephites were obedient to the laws of God, therefore they were fair and delightsome. What? I know, yeah. Uh, racist, Nephi racist as fuck. Yes. that you drove by on the I fifteen, baby. That Nephi in and of itself. Yes. Okay, wow. let's take a little break. We're gonna assess what other topics we want to cover. Probably gonna be the last segment, and then we'll have the five questions. It's going to be a speed through. What do they call it? A rapid fire. Patreon ad rapid fire. Patreon.com slash. Hot drinks. Yes. Here's what you get. You get if you pay a dollar. This is so not rapid fire. <laughs> you get. Here's what you get. One dollar you, you get. Nothing. Two, three dollars you get. Dimmy toss episodes. Five dollars you get. You get Dimmy toss and a ministering visit. Close quote. Ten dollars you get. <laughs> Um, you get the other things I just said and the Twain and Coffee's Guide to Leading Mormonism. What's the next one? $20 you get. You get um, a, tar- a tarot reading? We haven't done one of those for like two years. And then $50 you get a, 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 a Hot Drinks After Dark episode. You can And you can pay monthly or you can pay yearly. If you pay yearly, do you get a discount? Yes. How much of a discount? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Bye. <laughs> quit That's it. That's quit the being end. so greedy. That's the end of the episode of the ad. And the episode. And well. Good night. This episode's <laughs> over. Turn your podcast off. No, no, no. And we're back. And I think we're going to uh 
finish up, unless something else comes up, just discussing the Great and Spacious Building, because that's a fun one. Um, uh, Sister Virtue and Sweet Emotion were over at my house a couple days ago, and we were standing around in the kitchen talking, and it was either me or Sister Virtue just kind of, in passing, said Great and Spacious Building, as you do, walking down the street, night south, you pass someone and go, great and spacious building. Just kidding. That's not, that's not. <laughs> you okay over there? Yeah, I'm just waiting. Okay. Um, she's waiting very patiently. Um, <laughs> so uh, just like in some, we were remarking how something reminded us of the great and spacious building and sweet emotion our special guest star was like, wait, what? And Sister Virtue was like, no, no, don't tell him. Let's wait for the podcast. So the Great and Spacious Building. Lehi, who was a visionary man. He, okay. So Lehi was a prophet from the Book of Mormon. All very, uh, you know, prophet. Joseph, Joseph wrote about him. Yeah, he, he did. He sure did. Or his um, wife did because he was literate. I know. So Lehi, who is the father of Nephi. Nephi. Okay. <laughs> the lore. <laughs> the lore, indeed. Um, they called him a visionary man, meaning he had a lot of dreams, which were actual visions from God. Okay. Okay. And one night he dreamt. And this is known as Lehi's dream hmm. that he was walking along a straight and narrow path that led directly towards a big, bushy, beautiful, glowing tree called the tree of life. And when you partake of the fruit, it is the greatest joy you could ever feel. It is the most desirable fruit. But along the straight and narrow path, which I might add, running alongside it is an iron rod, which represents the word of God. It rhymes. So uh, there are some pitfalls. There are some obstacles and roadblocks that you have to get through to get to the tree of life. And one is a misty darkness, the mist of darkness. Don't get lost in there. One is um, as you pass by this building that happens to be great and spacious, full of people wearing their jewelry or like in the Book of Mormon, they say their cockles and their baubles. It's a, it's like a mall. Drinking. Is eating. it a mall? It's like a mall. Yeah. It's yeah. like rich people. And they're pointing and laughing at you for being on the straight and narrow path. Oh, they are so dumb. And if you are ashamed because of how they're reacting to you, then you fall off the path. So if you have feelings. <laughs> yes. Bingo. Wow. Damn. You just unpacked like 15 years ago. Yes, you did. (laughs) That was incredible. So if you experience your emotions as they are. You just like what you. You validate your own experience. (laughs) Anyways, if you feel those feelings. 
So anyway, just FYI, Nephi makes it to the tree, but Laman and Lemuel do not. And guess what? His dream came true. Well, I mean, they they, they spiritually die. Spiritual death. Spiritual death means you're not going to go to the celestial kingdom. Okay, great. Wow. How you doing? Uh, we I barely scratched like, the surface. I guess I just am like, it feels like it's such a first draft of a story to like, for a religion. Like, you see a building on the way to... Okay, but the truth is it was a literal first draft for an illiterate treasure hunter, rapist, <laughs> child, marriage fucker. <laughs> we married daughters of mothers. Yes. Illegally. And married women who were already married. And he couldn't... He was not literate, which, like, as a person who is also semi-not literate sometimes... I feel ya, but like heavy, not literate, heavy wrote not some literate. crazy shit about, okay, first off, tribes of Israel, like. Well, he didn't write that. Okay, but like, I'm a, from the tribe of Manasseh. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm a white person who's Swiss English. Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tribe of Manasseh, they might as well have called it's, me American African, right? It's all. It's fucked up. It's also convoluted it's also fraught so anyways so just so you know sweet emotion we barely scratched the surface fuck yeah we really did we barely scratched the surface there for one tonight i was working at a bar i work at a bar and there were these two guys who i was helping and not those guys we were talking about some death metal guys earlier in their 40s. They sounded cool. Yeah. Now we're talking about um, some farmer ranchers in their 40s from California who are not conservative. Mm, some of it. <laughs> anyway, they were married, and I think they wanted to fuck me. And I was like, sorry, I don't fuck married guys anymore. So anyway, um, we, they were like, so we come from a very Mormon part of California. We're, we're nev- we've never been Mormon. We're not Mormon, but like we know a little bit about it. And they were like, do you have a tribe name? And I'm like, a tribe name? Like, are you talking about the 12 tribes of Israel kind of thing? And they're like, no, no, like you get a name when you go to the temple. And I'm like, oh, my temple name. You know about temple names. You weren't supposed to say that shit. What do you mean? Right. Oh yeah, you're not supposed to ever talk about your what temple name. What is the punishment? I well, I don't know. They don't talk about the punishments anymore. That was before so. my time. But you are never supposed to divulge your temple name. Judith. Other than to your husband and only in a special room within the temple. But guess what? You don't get to know your husband's temple name. He can know yours. You can't know his. Okay, so, and and who's keeping track of all this? People just tell. Jesus Christ. Just yourself. Just yourself. Because do people lie about, like, they're like, actually, I'm in, like, blue temple. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) So temple name is just another first name. Okay. So mine's Judith. They rename you. When you go through the temple as an adult to like receive the covenants of God, they give you a new name and tell you, you cannot tell anyone else your new name or you'll be struck down except for your husband. If you're a man, 
you do not have to like I can be like sister Twain who is fake a man could be like she's already had her sleep like, meds hey my name thank you I just took it hey my name is Twain and I could be like sick my name is Virtue but like Twain wouldn't have to tell me their god given name if I was a man if this is all so clear and concise Thank you. It's always very clear and concise. Uh, like, I would have to divulge mine. They would not. If you are a man. If I was Brother Twain. Just to clarify. So if you're a woman, if you're a woman, the man has a right to your name, but you don't have a right to his. Right. And the how... Uh, you can be sealed or married eternally to multiple women, yeah. but women cannot be sealed to multiple men. Right. Yeah, the guys get to have all the fun. Yeah. Penis. The Mormon church was made for men. By men, for men. It feels like, you know when someone's like, you want to play this board game and it's like, it's like they explain, it's like, it's like, it's going to be really fun. I just have to go through all the rules first. Like that feels like, it's like. Mormonism's like, yeah, you're gonna get to heaven. Just like, it's all. Let me just ruin your life first. (laughs) You just have to like forget anything that you think you might know or feel, and just really like, you're you're ours. Yes, and that and and it's really hardcore that when that temple name comes into play, when the underwear, when they tell you what underwear to wear. That was the thing that I really thought you were fucking with me. (laughs) We were listening to an episode of the pod in the car, (laughs) flying through Arizona, (laughs) and I was like, there's no way that people wear extra underwear to, like, be holier. Surprise, Uh Surprise, I guess they do. Fucking A. Fucking A. And it was one of the last things I stopped doing. Wow. Yeah. When you left. Sure. When did you leave, by the way? Um, oh, that's two, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, like 2012-ish was when I really could say. Ten-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. 20, freedom. Yeah, freedom. Let um, freedom ring. And the garments was one of the last things I let go of, which is probably why I'm thinking. Sad. Because before then, for a couple of years, I went back and forth. And it could be day by day. One day I'd wear them, the next day I wouldn't. And, and if that doesn't scream like identity crisis, which is levels higher than just a faith crisis, you know. Yeah. I don't know what does. So, okay. A couple of things. What, something I wanted to mention before we get into the five questions. Jeez. Is... Uh, that you're in the spy movie. <laughs> yes, I am. An, I am an unpaid extra in a spy movie. I was fed. I was fed and received credit for being in a spy movie. It's a lot of fun. Watch it if you haven't. Like credit, like for your SAG card or something. No, like not even like credit. Like it's on YouTube. I'm in the credits. Oh, like and that's it. you're in I'm the credits. I'm not cre- even on the IMDb. Your name is it Eric Terry Moore? Or? It's Eric David Moore in the credits because that is my IMDb name. Oh. Even though I didn't I get IMDb credit, I just I was like, please use my IMDb name because I don't know. Right. I, I do stand up sometimes. And I'm trying to be a writer and blah blah blah. But 
I'm in a spy movie. It's really fun. So a spy movie yeah. is a Brian Jordan Alvarez movie, and anybody who has it's followed streaming on YouTube for free. Uh, it's streaming on YouTube for free. I definitely fell asleep because I'm 500 years old. Okay. So anyway, if you have watched my uh, personal Instagram, I have reposted his stuff. He's Marnie T. He does the Rich Southern Aunt. I love the the yeah the aunt that forgets she has a summer house or whatever. Yeah, like ah, my- the the and like the waitresses, like the cool waitress. Yes, so many good characters. Very ah, funny guy. Ah, ah. Met him in the bathroom the day of the shoot, and he was super nice to me. He was like, "Are you an actor? Like, what's up?" Like, talked for a while. He was he was like really fun to work with. The other extras were nightmares. <gasps> this one girl. You know Boopy, the guy who's like yeah. who's like climbing the steps and like Yeah. In between takes, this white actress girl to that guy is like so like I wanna be able to do funny Latinx characters too, but I can't, right? Stop. That's verbatim like what she said to this guy and he's like, uh I are you Latinx? And she's like, Well no, but like I'm really good at being funny that way. And I was just like <gasps> What the fuck? Oh my I was god! Like, this is, and this was like this is the only production work I did all of COVID. You know, everyone got tested before they had to be on set. I was like, "You're really gonna like this? Is like who you really are? Like in 2020 during this pandemic? Like oh you my you god. like where have you been? Yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow, mind blowing. Mind blowing. Everyone, Stephanie, uh, who wrote and directed, so nice, so professional to work with. Brian, so funny. Koenig. Koenig. Yeah. Yeah. Super. So funny. Super funny, super nice. Like, very, like, checking with everybody the whole shoot and, like, making. There was, like, gluten free food. It was all. It was great. Awesome. Yeah, it was a fun time. But much like Bradley Cooper's penis (laughs) in Nightmare Alley, if you blink, we might miss you. Yeah. You're in the warehouse scene with rich people. Yes, I'm one of the blonde men in that scene. <laughs> Probably the, I'm in the scene. I'm a blonde man. I'm the sleepiest blonde man in the scene. It's my character, I would say. Are you serious? I think I look. I think there's a couple of blonde the people. The pointiest blonde man. I'm very pointy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the most fi- there's also a continuity man. error because there's one shot where I go by with my mask on and then with my mask off to be like a different person or they forgot I don't know. <laughs> i'm sorry stephanie if you listen to this. stephanie is definitely going to fucking listen she's to gonna this. fucking kill my so career. here are the five questions that we ask all our guest stars on the love are boat. you circumcised how often i asked you on our hike the other day um i asked sister virtue that question on the hike the other day sweet emotion was not with us okay how often <laughs> do you rest? Do I rest? What does that mean? What does it mean to you? You are a mess. You are a nasty mess over there. I'm pretty sure I'm not the one resting. <laughs> I think, well, okay, this is up to my interpretation of rest. Yes. Like, I think I only feel rested. What if it's about jacking off? Yeah, probably three times. What a day. the fuck? If it's about just feeling rested as like a person and feeling like, oh, I actually like am good with being alive right now and it's chill and it's like 
I can do this is probably like once or twice a week for like 20 minutes at a time. Okay, that sounds about right. That sounds, that checks out yeah. for humankind. What relaxes you or how do you masturbate? Choose one of those questions. Man, I don't know. I masturbate a lot of different ways. Oh, do you? Do you mean, like, is this how, is this like what, like... <laughs> Material? Is this like what method? Yeah, like hand or flashlight or. Oh my god. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. You can answer the other one, which is what relaxes oh you. Um. In the name of thy son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. No, uh, I like to like uh, listen to albums over and over again or watch movies over and over again like right now i'm like watching or listening to the matrix just the first matrix movie over and over again okay it just is calming to know what's gonna happen and to like be like see different things pop up yeah i'm the same way with my fairy porn books (laughs) okay what reminds you of childhood that does not trigger trauma reminds me of childhood that does not trigger trauma sun-kissed orange soda (gasps) I love that. I had a, my favorite summer of my life was <laughs> summer 2002. I saw so many movies in theaters and I played a lot of badminton and I drank a lot of Sunkist. <laughs> I, I had a babysitter who just played badminton with me. Was she hot? She was so hot. <laughs> she was like, I just, but she was, and she was like a Tom, I'm always. I was like checked tomboy chicks and she was a tomboy. Tall lady named Sally. I don't know where she is now. Uh, she was probably uh, like uh, twenty two, but I thought she was like thirty, you know? know yeah, yeah. When you're a kid, everyone's thirty or forty. I was like, I'll I'll be your little man. Oh my god. Kill me. That's the most adorable thing I've ever heard. Next question. What's something you think you'd love to do all the time, but you don't? I mean, I, I, no, I'm always down for pussy. I think it's, I think it's yoga. I think it's yoga because I. Just in a constant downward dog. I do yoga. I do yoga like actually like once every two months and I feel so good and so relaxed and so present when I do it that I'm like, this probably is all I, like, I could probably, like, not drink or smoke or be stressed at, like, I, it feels so refreshing, and then I just, like, it's another two months before I do it again. Every time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that's it. But you would like to feel the way yoga makes you feel all the time, therefore that's something you would, in a, in a, perfect world do all the time yeah a, a logical person would take the information that i provided and be like actually if you increase that that will <laughs> that will be good if your life was an 80s sitcom or if what you discussed tonight on the pod was an 80s sitcom and clarify which one what would it be called okay um, wait, wait, wait. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah. Just because it's tequila and weed. And tequila then, and weed. Yeah. And Sister Virtue. So, if your life was an 80s sitcom, or 
if what you talked about tonight on the pod was an 80s sitcom, what would it be called? Okay, it would be called Giving It a Shot. <laughs> and the there would be like a little like graphic design emblem thing at the end that would be like a shot glass that's also a basketball hoop that's like a getting dunked. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Feel good about that. That's great. All right. Well, this has been an episode with Sweet Emo Shen. And we have discussed only, only a light sprinkling handful of Mormon issues. Mormon, not even Mormon issues, Mormon doctrines. And um, it's been great. Thanks for having me. I'm so scared of Mormonism. It seems so scary. (laughs) The further and further I get out of it, the more I realize how scary and entrenched it was. Um, So with that, good night.